I, I honestly was waiting to see if you introed the show before you hit record. Well, that was kind of you. Let's, let's see if Casper looks like an asshole instead of actually solving the problem. It's too late. We're all in this together, except for me. It's, it's, We're all it's in this together to see Matt fail. But if, but if you had done that, that would have all been for naught because we wouldn't have recorded any of it. So it would just been like, and then yeah. we start. Yeah, I mean, it would have been. It would have been for us. It would have been one of those tales for us that just just that I would have held. denied happening. <laughs> Welcome to Brose. Well, what are you going to do? My name is Matt Casnell, <laughs> and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Rich Sweet. Hello. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, or a guess in the middle of a monsoon, Sean O'Brien. <laughs> hey, everybody. And an audio feed reporting live from Sky Chopper 6, reporting live from the monsoon, it's Tim Hansen. I don't know how to do helicopter noises. Hey, Jim, give us an idea what's going on down there on Black Horse Pike going westbound. It looks like it's bumper. It looks like a mattress out there right now. Let me tell you. I clearly don't watch enough news. It's pretty hot out there on I-76 westbound. You want to avoid that right now if you can. Anyway, welcome to the Pro State Podcast, everyone. How's how are we all doing tonight? Oh boy! Oh boy, indeed. Oh lordy, lordy is about the best way that we can that we can put it. Guys, holding up, hanging in there. Yeah, totes. doing my best. Hanging well, out, doing doing our best is really about the best we can do at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, on, I'm just taking a look at this now because it says, "Have we really been recording for two minutes?" Because it seems like we were recording for like 45 hours, and, <laughs> and, uh, and it says two minutes and 25 seconds. So seven so days we, later, we're paranoid at this point. I'm paranoid at this point because we've had a lot of problems with our podcasting platform uh, that we are using, and uh, we've had some some technical issues. We've had uh audio vanish on us only to reappear several minutes later uh, <laughs> we're a little bit on edge right now yeah uh, yeah so, so just making I sure great. Okay. i don't know what you're talking about but plus <laughs> plus out rolling thunderstorms and things like that, that are just- yeah ripping winds tornado warning last night it's uh listen between all of this, between the pandemic, the storms, nothing working the way it should, social unrest, it's it's clear that this is this is it. Um, this is the end of days, and uh, it has been nice knowing you all. Absolutely, welcome, welcome to Brose. Bye. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to Brose. We're gonna yeet on out of here. <laughs> Uh, available as always on Apple Pod- well, available until the actual end of days so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn and everywhere else for fine podcasts are bought and sold uh, if you've listened to our show before you know that the premise is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life the universe and everything and we do so while enjoying uh, a crisp refreshing glass of rosé if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, please email it to brosequestions at gmail.com that's 
rosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, and we will cover any topic. We've covered some pretty heavy stuff the last couple of episodes uh, due to recent world events. Um, and we will continue to cover that if that's what you're looking for. But we, t- we, we really do count on you, the listener, to provide us with what you want to want us to answer, what you want us to talk about, uh, whether it's fun and frivolous or or a little bit more serious. So uh, please do email those questions to brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, before we get to those questions, though, let's talk about the wines we are drinking. Uh, who wants to go first? Me, 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 me. All right, Tim. Now, Tim, I, I am pretty sure you're not drinking rosé right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's correct. I finished the bottle in the last episode because it was delicious. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, currently on glass number three of water, actually. Um, oh, what my, are you? I, well, I mean, I drank the two over the last two episodes amidst the wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not completely screwed for work tomorrow. Good, uh, good idea. And now it's just water. But this, uh, Rose d'Anjou, or however you spell that, or say that in Frenchanese, <laughs> uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a Barton and Gustier uh wine and i'm gonna come out and say it i think this is my favorite rosé that i have had over the course of our podcast holy crap wow nice i'm 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 not a big rosé guy and for the longest time my favorite one was uh jazz or funk Mm. i don't remember what it was called but it was the one that had the bill cosby-esque art on the front that just more or less tasted like juice i think it was jazz I think you're right. Uh, but yes. like that one I liked because it more or less tasted just like a delicious juice with a hint of alcohol on it. Uh, but as far as like legitimate wine, uh, this has been my favorite. Nice sweetness on it without being over the top. Uh, no crazy dryness just for the sake of being dry. It was just fantastic. And I think it was only 12 bucks uh, at Giant. So definitely going to buy another bottle of this. Okay. Awesome, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Josh um, has a contender. <laughs> dude, it's getting crowded up there in the, uh, in the, in the echelon. In those, yeah, in the upper echelon of these rosés. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Parasol. It is a uh, French uh, wine, 2019 rosé. Uh, I like it. It's good, but I've been drinking it for so long that I'm actually starting to get hungry and it's making my stomach feel sick. But mm-hmm. that's probably because of the hunger and not because of the wine. But I, mm. it's good. It is It is a tasty wine that that I do enjoy. And this is real rough now because with the uh, the lockdowns and everything, uh, you, can't, you can't order your norm, a normal like, you know, 12 midnight snack-a-thon uh, to be delivered to your house. Most of the restaurants still aren't doing that. Uh, well, I, uh, in my area, most places closes close by eleven o'clock anyway, so I wouldn't have been able to. But like, mm. yeah, I have to resort to making cheese quesadillas when we get done recording. <laughs> shiz, shiz. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking Stutterhome White Zinfandel, I believe. So I had to relocate between episodes because there was a leak in my ceiling. So there was a goddamn storm outside where you were. That too. It was fine. Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was Sutter Home White's Infidel. I know it was Sutter Home. I just, I'm pretty sure. And it was, it's very good. I'm, I'm finishing the end of it. I will finish, I will have finished this bottle by the end of the, um, by the end of the recording session. And it's like, and I don't do so begrudgingly. So, you know, a pot, a B. 
B B plus wine. B plus. Okay. Okay. Solid. Nice. Uh, I am drinking the Path Rosé. Uh, Rich apparently drank this the last time we got together for a session, and uh, yeah, I second everything he says about it. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> uh, Tim, you got our last round of questions, right? I do. I was going to say, Matt, you heard that it tasted like sandpaper, and you're like, by golly, that's my next wine. <laughs> that's what I said. I looked at. I was actually in the hardware store. I was like, I've never seen wine sold at Home Depot before, but hey, listen, I got to give it a shot. Mm. If if I remember correctly, I it actually started to grow on me as the episodes progressed. Hmm. But I do remember not liking it in the first episode. I spilled some on my way up uh, the stairs, and it actually started peeling away the paint on the sides of the wall. <laughs> it's very Sounds about right. <laughs> Tim, uh, you have our next envelope of questions, correct? Yes, I do. So, All right, let's get it on. First question starts out. Hey, bros, what's the appropriate amount of time to try to maintain a friendship if your friend isn't really making any effort to stay in touch or get together? I've run into this situation before, and I'm a cold, dead robot of a human being without any social literacy. Love, Matt's brother. Mm-hmm. P.S. I tried to send this message to brosequestions at garlic.com, but I got a return to sender notification. I gotta get that fixed. <laughs> Rich, I thought I told you to re-up our uh, our domain name on garlic.com. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll look into it. I'll figure it out. Yeah, dip into the treasury. Well, it, it, by any means necessary, will we maintain that email address? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So so interesting question. So how long should you maintain a friendship for if the other person is not, uh, is not uh, making an effort? Uh, tricky. Yeah, it's, it's tricky, but at the same time, like – I, I, it's different for each person. There's no like set answer. Like, and you also have to understand that there's things that could be going on in that other person's life that there's a reason maybe they're not reaching out, and like they probably don't necessarily mean to offend you by not reaching out or by talking to you in any sort of way. That like, if you're reaching out and they're responding, then I feel like that that's an like then then continue the conversation but if you're reaching out and they don't get back to you for a week or two then that's where it's like all right maybe i'll maybe it's time to take a step back and reevaluate the friendship okay uh yeah i think you're absolutely right that depends on the friendship you know your friend uh better than most they're, they're, that's why they're your friend uh so i i 100 agree it depends on the person um I, I think it's this is a pretty easy answer. You set, you send them a letter that says you have a hard twenty four hour ultimatum. If you don't respond <laughs> to this, do this message, then that's it. I have lost your phone number. I don't know your name. I will report you to the FBI as a felon. Uh, you know the usual stuff that you would do if you've lost contact with a friend. Um, <laughs> in dear, seriousness, hmm? dear sir, you have twenty four hours to respond to this correspondence, or we will be terminating our friendship. Contact signed, Mr. Casdell. Yes, yeah, Mr. Casdell. To whom it may concern. You don't remember their name. Uh, to my friend, Mr. Smith. So, uh, it, it, candidly, look, it, it's you're you're going to have times in your your friendship when it does not feel like a two way street uh, because of what Rich alluded to, which is you know, lesson people, everybody's fighting some sort of battle. There are, there are going to be times when friends drop off a little bit, and maybe it is because they are being inconsiderate and they're trying to send you a message. It's also very possible that 
you know, it's because they're struggling with something or they're trying to adjust to life or they've got some other hardship that they're dealing with. If you're as as if you're if you're trying to maintain a friendship, I err on the side of trying to make it work for as long as possible. Um, ultimately, I think it's one of the situations where you just kind of know, like, you know, you kind of if you're not getting anything out of it, if you're if it's of on, the only thing that's happening is thinking about this friend and thinking about trying to maintain it, if that's only bringing you stress and anxiety then you don't necessarily need to cut that friend off entirely. You step back and, and you know, you, you maybe establish, you, you reach out to the other bonds in your life, the other relationships, the other friendships and everything like that. You lean on other aspects of your support system in that case. And then, you know, if they come back, they come back. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a set of hard and fast, hey, you know, if it's been three months and you haven't talked to them, you know, for some people that might be a death knell for their friendship, and for other people that might just be the way it goes. You might only talk to that person every so often, but y- you kind of it's it's the old Supreme Court thing. You you know it when you see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'll 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 use Alex, your brother, the the asker of this question as an example. Uh, he would call me from time to time, like he's on his way home from work and whatever. He would call me, and we would talk. Uh, I have like anxiety about calling people unannounced and i know his phone plan is weird about texting to where i try not to text him but i do think about him and think like i should call him but then i don't know when the best time to call him and then it makes me worry to where like okay you know i i hope he's doing great i should talk to him and i'll see him next party and i'll talk to him or like we'll we'll catch up at some point or another but it's it, it it's not that i don't want to talk to him it's more my own personal reasons that I need to get through, get past to actually talk to him or anybody else that like, I'm constantly uh, that I may be thinking like, you know, I wonder how this person is, but I haven't talked to them in a while, but I don't know. I don't want to bother them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you sort of get in your own head a little bit. Like, uh, like you, you try to think, well, what do they want? And you know, you, you sort of go down a rabbit hole a little bit. Uh, Tim, Tim, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's different for everybody. It's different on the dynamic of your friendship on your personality and their personality. And like Matt said, it's your friend. You, you will know. Um, and at some point, because it is a friendship and it is something that you are trying to maintain for your enjoyment and sense of connection and fulfillment or what have you. If it's no, I'll Marie Kondo this shit. Does this bring you joy? No, then fuck it out. Like just fucking it's done. That's it. But um, I, I guess it's a degree of like, is it just because they're not reaching out to you or are they ignoring you when you reach out to them? They're putting like at some point and especially as we get older and we move further apart and everybody gets more involved in different lives, it it does become harder and you can't have the same expectations that you did say in high school or even mid college. Like things have changed since then, even for us. Um, Mm -hmm. But you, you just have to remember that remember everybody has different lives, but at some point it's just kind of like, are you, are you doing work? and not getting any enjoyment out of this. Are you the sole reason that this relationship even exists? And that's just kind of a, a, uh, a game goal you got to make for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean, what are your thoughts? 
I th- I think you guys have hit all the uh, the I the I, I think you guys have hit pretty much all the points. It's just it 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 is a person to person call that you have to make. Like I have friends that I won't talk to for like months or years, and then I will just reach out to them randomly, and then we'll have a great conversation, and then not talk again. And I still consider them close friends. It's just that's the relationship that we have. Like we have such different lives that we just. Don't talk, catch up, don't talk. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But I think there are there are friends that I've had and lost be- just because our relationship wasn't built like that. It was based on the fact that I was available a lot of the time and we would hang out a lot. But once that wasn't a thing anymore, we just lost touch. And, you know, it. it's – I think it's really hard because there isn't a really hard and fast rule. It's just yeah. person to person. And, you know – it it really just I think you just have to kind of do a mental inventory and it's like is the amount of effort that I'm putting in worth the amount of you know serotonin that's released when we do have those interactions and a lot of mm-hmm. I mean sometimes it's not and I but I also give people a lot of leeway because I am notoriously bad at responding to text messages and stuff <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. I'll see one and think of and, and think of a response but be doing something else but because I thought of the response I won't respond so like. I give people a lot of like a lot of leeway in that kind of stuff because I I know how bad I am and I feel bad about it so you know I assume <laughs> other people are in the same boat but you know you got to it's a case by case thing you got to do your best to make that make that you know make that call and it, honestly yeah. if even if you're not talking to somebody for a very long time if it's not causing you anxiety or anything just you know just have them be a friend that's on the back burner all the time it doesn't matter Mm-hmm. You know, as long as it's not hurting you. Yeah. Keep going Agreed. on it. Absolutely. Uh, any other thoughts on this question? Life is messy. People are messy. Relationships are messy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And shout, shout out to, to a longtime listener, Alex Casnell. He uh, he recently got a, a new job. He's headed out. He's he's leaving. He's leaving the Philadelphia area. He's headed out to the the, the Queen City of Cincinnati. Um, he will be there already. Uh, yeah, man, got a job out there. Oh, wow. he, uh, yeah, congrats. Yes, yeah, uh, I'll be. I'll successfully Attaboy. write this down. And uh, and uh, yeah, man, he did it. He's 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 moved. The big bad city is the mean streets of Cincinnati uh, <laughs> for for new work. Apparently, Cincinnati is a place to go because I also I had a, a, a two friends who just moved there uh, before, like around January. They moved out yeah. there. They so moved like, back. Yeah, they moved back. They were from there. They moved here. They moved back there. So I'm like, apparently, Cincinnati's the place to go. It's like up and coming. I've only driven through it, but it is a beautiful looking city. Uh, yeah. The ballpark there, the Great American, it's, it's literally called the Great American Ballpark. Uh, <laughs> it is a, a beautiful city. Uh, and uh, yeah, apparently a burgeoning, burgeoning metropolis over there. So mm-hmm. good, good on him. Congratulations. Yeah. And that's uh, off to you, bro. Best of luck, Alex. Mazel tov. Uh, all right. Uh, what do you say, Tim? Why don't we move on to the next question? All right. Next one's a, a, a lighthearted, easy one. What's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? Also, donate to the official George Floyd Memorial Fund here at www.gofundme.com backslash F backslash George Floyd. Hmm. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent cause. What is... The, f- the best Wi-Fi name you've ever seen. I think my favorite one has been uh, I Fucked Your Couch. 
Wow. <laughs> the, the Chappelle show poll. Yeah, I mean, it was my freshman year at Drexel, uh, and there was so many people in that dorm, and everybody used Wi-Fi and had their own, like, little uh, router in their room. So there's just so many awesome names. But that was my favorite because of the Chappelle show reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, the funniest one, the best one. I don't know. I'm always a fan of the uh, FBI surveillance van ones. I think yeah. that's so funny. Classic meme. Good joke. <laughs> that's very yeah, yeah, dad joke. Dad joke. Wi-Fi uh, name. Yeah. yeah, those those ones are always fun to see. Um, former uh, guest of the show, Vince. Um, I believe his was uh, "Do you even lift, bro?" Which I was like, "Yeah, it's mm. cool." I like it. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Is it, j- j- the answer Vince is no, mil- Vince doesn't lift. No, Vince's been milking that joke for a long time. Like He's been doing Do You Even Lift Bro for like nine years. And it's like, all right, man, yeah, maybe come up with a new bit. Uh, you know, if he lifted, it would be fine to continue to do it. But he doesn't lift, so no. he should uh, get a new bit. Yes. Yes, I completely agree. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. In the in the dad joke van, I've seen a lot of ones like yeah, you know, the Wi Fi's that are called "Get off my Wi Fi." Uh, you know, the 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 sending warning signals to the people who are stealing your Wi Fi. Nothing nothing tells people to get off your Wi Fi like renaming your Wi Fi uh, name. You know, get off my Wi Fi. <laughs> Maybe um, put a password on it. Yeah, if you're gonna change your Wi Fi name and not your Wi Fi password, that's your fault. They're on your Wi Fi. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know about funny ones. Yeah, I don't know. Your your Wi-Fi network name is not an extension of your personality. It's just a name, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I, I I haven't really uh, paid it much think- mind. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. all- I, I I'm more interested in like the silly Wi-Fi passwords than the the names itself. Like mm-hmm. because obviously you're going to be giving your Wi-Fi password out to everybody. So you make that something that's not akin to a normal password that you would do. So you try to make it more into your personality. So I I love hearing people's individual Wi-Fi passwords. Yeah. What's the best one of those that you've seen? You have to tell us what network it was for. Uh, (laughs) I think I I like yours a lot. Oh, Skeletor? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Skeletor. And then uh, I think, my brother's network was TARDIS and his password oh, was wow. his password was uh bow ties are cool. Mm. But it's it was in like Leet Speak, so it had numbers and, and exclamation points and capitals and lowers. It was so convoluted to put together. But like having it as TARDIS and bow ties are cool, like that's that's a cool little reference to something that we're fans of of Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Yeah, yeah, that's good. The problem with with naming our when we when we had our guest password named Skeletor is that a remarkable number of people who came over uh, didn't know how to spell Skeletor. So <laughs> I just say, oh, it's Skeletor, and they just be like, so S K E L A. No, 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 S K E L E. So O, how many O's are there? It's like, there's only one. It, like it, it was more trouble than it was worth at a certain point. Uh, but uh, but. No, listen, it, it it was easy to convey. It was just like, yeah, Skeletor, done. It, my my password is just the base one that came on the model for my Fios. Oh, man, uh, you fucking uh, communist. Gateway. <laughs> Dude, it is the most convoluted thing that no one will guess it, and I somehow memorized it. <laughs> 
So you're a psychopathic <laughs> communist is what you're saying. Exactly. Got it. Um, <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on the uh, best best Wi-Fi names or best Wi-Fi passwords you've seen? Uh, I, I just saw one that was uh, Bill Y the Science Fi, and I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yes. yes. Strong. Yeah. I like that we, one a lot. Are we ready for the next question? Let's mm-hmm. get it on, Tim. All right. Simple one. What's your blood type? Also, donate some blood if you have, like, extra. <laughs> My response to that is, nice try, Zuckerberg. <laughs> no way. Uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah, that, that was the scariest thing is when Facebook was like, oh, we need your blood type to uh, tell you when the blood drives are. I'm like, all right, not today, Satan. Uh, but uh, but I will put it out there on this public platform. I, I My blood type is O positive. I yeah, don't know I, what mine is. I can't uh, find I can't find my wallet. I thought it was close to me, and it has my blood donor card. I believe I'm O positive as well, which ooh. that's the universal donor, right? Uh, o negative, but O positive is also uh, very highly in demand. Uh, and you would know if you're O positive or O negative because the only you'll, you'll be getting a call from the blood from American Red Cross like every other day, being like, "We really need your blood type." <laughs> Yeah, it's isn't it? O positive is can go to everyone, but O negative can only get O negative. So, or o, so if I something. remember my Punnett squares correctly, I believe what it is is O negative can, is the universal donor, uh, and A po, A B positive is the universal recipient. I think like uh, type A B blood. I I I'm, a, I I'm sure of the O negative thing. I'm not so sure of the A B thing. Um, uh, o blood. Is universal donor. I don't think it matters yep. whether it's positive or negative. Uh, oh, okay, that's interesting. And AB positive is universal recipient, like you said. That's what it is. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, o, o is 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 definitely Thanks, uh, highly in demand. Thanks, Google. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Um, yeah, I know mine's O positive. Um, yeah, that's I, I guess that's the the answer. That, that's the question that was asked, and that's the answer to the question. Yeah. I don't <laughs> so know. What, go go yeah. ahead and put that in whatever file you've got. <laughs> the Zuck. <laughs> <laughs> this question is from Mark Z. <laughs> no relation. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, I'm A positive, <laughs> but I also can't get blood anymore because they extended the window for potential mal- mm-hmm. mad cow disease carriers or mm-hmm. hosts. So can't get blood anymore. Oh no! Yeah, oh, no. It, 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 it sounds like. By the way, you were gonna say mad cow as mad cow. That like how now mad cow? How now mad cow? He might want to get checked. <laughs> no, no. I got mad cow. Uh, angry, yeah. angry cow. It's good to know your blood type. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know it's relatively important. I get I get told all the time, but I always forget. So I don't know what mine is. <laughs> I know I think there's a B in it. Yeah, it might be B positive. <laughs> I think it might be B positive. I also Showing might just be. Sean, you always be positive. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Sean with that not, rare not OB so. type blood. Just... <laughs> <laughs> non universal anything. Can't donate to anybody. Can't receive from anyone. Just yeah. a complete disaster. I just got to keep, keep my own blood and not let anybody touch it. <laughs> if you need blood, yeah, yeah. you're fucked. Just, just donate to yourself. 
Sean, local area OB positive uh, blood type Sean O'Brien needs your blood, Sean, to donate his <laughs> recipient, this, this circle of life. Uh, yeah, donate the, blood if, yeah, donate blood if you can. Um, yeah, I'm even, sure they're still doing uh, social distancing protocols. Call them up, make an appointment, and they'll make sure that you're, you've got the space to be away from people when doing it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, what's our next question, Tim? If you tested positive for COVID and recovered, would you go hang out with friends and family? Hmm. Do we know if having it precludes you from getting it again? Not with absolute certainty, but it is assumed based on knowledge of similar viruses from what I've read. It is, ah. is not, there's no concrete evidence that says, yeah, you've got it. You got it once, so therefore you've got immunity. Okay. And how long does this like so the assumption is you had it, you've recovered, mm-hmm. you no longer have it. Yes. That, yeah. That, that that is the assumption. You have it, you have it for, you know, ten to fifteen days, and then or yeah, uh, you might have it for longer than that, but you suffer the symptoms from ten to fifteen days and then boom. I, I still I don't know. I, I still wouldn't risk it. Um because you might be immune yeah. to it, but I, I still you know, the, the 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 crux of the social distancing thing was not just you can catch it, but that you might carry it. And even if you know you might not be suffering the symptoms of it. I don't know. This seems like such a new virus. Like, yeah, you might be immune to it, but maybe you've got the virus and you're just immune to it, but you're still carrying it. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's no I, – I, I think there's simply not enough known about it at this point to make that reasonable judgment. I think there will be a point at some point where – you know, they determine, oh, well, you know, everybody who's had corona before, uh, you take this blood test, you prove that you've had corona, you have the corona antivirus antibodies in you, um, or I, I forget, I think it's the antibodies, but I can't remember mm-hmm. if it's the, the exact medical term. But basically, you tested, you have it, you can go out and engage in society. I'm sure that that is the next sort of the next step in terms of, of determining who can fully engage with society again. But until that happens, like I'm not I'm not super comfortable with doing it even if i know i had corona and and i'm i'm fully healed up Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a good way to look at it i i think an abundance of caution when you're dealing with something like this that can Mm -hmm. both kill people and you don't know that much about is Mm -hmm. probably the best way to go Mm -hmm. so yeah, you're, 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 it's 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 always been. It's not just about your health; it's about passing it on to you know the, the the people who are at a higher risk for catching it, for suffering from it, for not being able to to fight it off. That that's always been the the the, the biggest part of it for even the the, the quote unquote young healthy people. Is, mm-hmm. You know, so if you're if if that's your goal, then you know abundance of caution, as you said. Um, how about you yeah. guys, Rich, Tim? I I would. I have I'm trying to think of how to say this based on how the numbers have been and here I come how, suckers <laughs> no, based based on how numbers have been in New Jersey and how my sister still goes and sees my family I have loosened my essential restrictions I'm still not I'm not going to go every week but I went and had dinner with my mom this past week and there's a family dinner on Saturday that I'm going to go to, but like I'm still limiting my exposure to them to just try to be on the safe side. Um, That like, if I had it, 
I, I like I, I, I would probably go back to no exposure and not be seeing them again. Just because, mm-hmm. like you said, if if there is a chance that I could carry it further and but just be immune and not have symptoms, but could still carry it, like it's just it's it's mm-hmm. it's a to each his own kind of call, I think. And I would want to see more tests and studies and whether or not it would be a smart idea to live your life normally if you have it and recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah how, about, how about you Tim what are your thoughts uh, I look for any excuse to not see anybody so <laughs> there we go there we go <laughs> uh, I mean kind of to an extent but honestly I, I this is one of those like be smart about being stupid in my perspective is is it worth the risk not really cool then don't risk it mm-hmm. Whether it's your health or my health or anybody else's health who may be tangentially related or walk by or literally any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since it, during all of this, I haven't been able to quarantine myself. I've been interacting with no less right. than 20 people every single day, mm-hmm. which is not great or and definitely not what I would want. Um but my mom has a compromised immune system, so don't want to take that to her. Even for Mother's Day, it was like, all right, well, I took a shower. These are brand new clothes. I'm going to give you a quick hug, and I'm going to continue standing six feet away from you with my mask on outside. So I, I, I don't think it's a risk. And for Martha's family, her mom works at a facility where there was positive cases, and she couldn't mm-hmm. just stop going to work. So it's partially... One, could that have come home with her at some point and go from there? Yes. But also, if I do have it, even if I'm not affected or I'm asymptomatic and she gets it and she's not affected and she's asymptomatic asymptomatic, or she's just a carrier and then Mm -hmm. takes it to that nursing home she works at and then suddenly everybody's dead. Like, Mm. it's not worth the risk. So why Mm. would I? Yeah. I I think in general, listen, we've been on lockdown now for for. We're, we're approaching three months at this point for most people. Um, you know, I, I, everybody's eager to get out. We saw some some cracks in that. You know, the beaches are open again in New Jersey and everything. Listen, man, we're not out of the woods with the coronavirus stuff yet. Like the the, you just had a bunch of people out hanging around the beaches for Memorial Day. Um, we've talked about a lot of heavy stuff in this podcast. The, this, the sad truth of a lot of the, the protests is I, I, I would guess that we're going to see a spike in coronavirus cases in the next couple of weeks just because of the fact that we had a bunch of people out protesting. You, you, you know, it's a it's an incredibly valid reason to be out there, but it's simply a sign. It's, you know, there's going to be more. You had a bunch of people in closed areas in the most populous areas of the United States, you know out around when there's a pandemic going on, you know, it's, you got to do it. You know, this is your livelihood. This is, this is people's lives we're talking about, but you know, we're going to see a spike in this, I think in the next couple of weeks, unfortunately. And I think, I think, you know, it's not just that it's also, you know, the lunatics out in Michigan who are going out and and asking to go get a haircut. It's the people going out to the beaches. It's the people who are irresponsible about social distancing. You know, people are, are, are sort of antsy at this point to, to get back to a normal life. And we're not really there yet there's no there's no data backing up the fact that you know we can there's not a ton of data backing up the fact that we can just go back to normal day-to-day life and Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's you know it's kind of just 
you know, in a serious way, it is just the way it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yep. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I would not risk it, you know. Tr- trust your judgment, but err on the side of caution. We're, we're sort of we're in several once in a lifetime kind of events right now, including the the public health event that is still going. Yeah, on, so it's and like, don't get me wrong. If I lived alone, I would be more strict with my precautions. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that because I live with two people who are going and seeing my family every every other day or every weekend or whatever, that it's like, all right, well, I can. I can go see those same people with my, the two people that I live with at the same time, like once every couple of weeks or once a month or, or, but I am also keeping my distance. I am staying six feet away. I hugged my mom once and that was it. I, I, we had dinner outside. If we went inside, I made sure to keep a a wide distance away. So Mm -hmm. like I am taking the precautions, although I am, stepping out of the bubble of my house i've Mm -hmm. been quarantined besides food shopping this entire time i haven't seen anybody besides my uh uh, sister and future Mm brother-in-law yeah i mean i've seen my wife my wife uh i've seen the people at the grocery store uh i've seen my mother-in-law and father-in-law from like a, a 12 foot distance yeah, uh, and uh, and and my neighbors from across the street, and that yeah, is yeah. Uh, about the extent of it. And it's and look, man, it's hard. It, <laughs> it, it is the, the whole point of that is that it's hard. Like you know the the you know it, it was a novelty. I think there was an element of that where it's like, oh, it's almost a novelty at the beginning. Like, oh, we're stuck inside. You know, you know, people are doing like these tiny desk concerts, and like I'm going to play a song a day and things like that. Eventually, you know, it just becomes normal life, and you sort of start going stir crazy because you know now it's been, like I said, two and a half, three months. You know, the the, the thing that I find absolutely crazy with my family is. The reason they're having this dinner on Saturday is because my mom and dad are going on vacation. Oh, where? Like, I, I, I don't know where. I don't know who they're going to go see, if they're going to go see anyone. But Princess uh, Cruises. How how do you, How especially my mom, who has is missing two-thirds of a lung from having had it get removed mm. and is immunocompromised, how do you comfortably go on vacation to somewhere that's not your house right now? Yeah, I think if you own a beach home or something like that, if you're if you're fortunate enough to, to have that, you know, you own a property somewhere else and you're the only ones there. Like I can I can get behind that if you're renting a place or if you're going someplace you don't normally go like. You know, you're not a. You should, this is not the time to be doing a lot of non-essential travel. Yeah, yeah, and it's so. I, I haven't asked them where they're going. I don't know where they're going, and I am guessing they're probably visiting someone or visiting some family members. And I'm just like, you, you guys really don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. So no, no, yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this or, or, or shall we move on to our next question? No, I think this is, it's hard. I think you have to make, you have to make the call for yourself, but I mean, I don't know. I would, in this situation, you, you really have to always err on the side of you could infect someone else. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it's, it's hard because you also don't like, we are, 
you know, we're independent people. You can't, you can't go to your parents and be like, no, you can't go out. Like they've, they've mm-hmm. assessed the risk and find it to be low enough. I think the only thing that I would say is like, it, it might be low for you, but the real problem is not so much any of us getting it, but us getting it and giving it to someone else. And like, that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. the, that's the big it's- problem. And I think a lot of people are thinking, think of it in terms of, I don't care if I get it. And it's like, okay, that's great, but you could give it to somebody else. And that's really what the problem is. It's not if you get it. It's that if you could give it to someone else. And it's really hard to be empathetic in that way when you've been inside for three months. Yeah, I... Go ahead. Like, Mary's sister came over for for Mother's Day. She came and, like, put... she stood on our front lawn and we talked. I like I stayed up on our porch and we talked and she saw Alice. And it's just like it was one of those moments when I'm like, or and my mom came also and did the same thing. And it's just like in those moments you realize just how starved you are for people outside of your home. Like I love mm-hmm. my wife and kids, but like you're just like starved for other social interaction. Like it's so it's very hard. Yeah. I understand why people are like making those choices that are probably a little bit dangerous because it's just it's difficult. I don't condone them, but I get it, you know? Yeah, yeah but for the, for the most part, with, with with some exception, humans are social creatures like we, we get, you know, there's a reason that that for the most part, you get like an endorphin rush out of out of communicating with people or, or out of, you know, there's there's a reason we have society. It's not because we all are are solitary creatures like we are naturally predisposed to communicate with other people and and, and share experiences with them. And it's hard to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anywho, uh, that's all I've got on that. <laughs> that's all we all have on that. <laughs> what are you going to uh, do? Uh, what's the next question? All right. Uh, this is a weird one. Uh, what two totally normal things become really weird if you do them back to back? Also, mutual aid is a voluntary reciprocal exchange of resources and services for mutual benefit. Mutual aid projects are a form of political participation in which people take responsibility for caring for one another and changing political conditions. Find your local mutual aid resource here at link that we will post in Twitter and Facebook. Nice. That's good. For a second, I thought that was still part of the question. (laughs) (laughs) So back to the question, what two totally normal things become really weird if you do them back to back? Shower dancing in a funeral. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Wait, what was Matt? Samba dancing in a funeral. For some reason, I just picked the two most disparate things you could possibly pick. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with showering then pooping. Well, if you have a bidet, that's not an issue. <laughs> sure. But sitting sure. on that toilet seat is I so mean, uncomfortable after you shower. But that's not really weird. That's just unfortunate because now your butt is dirty. Putting on shoes and then putting on pants. <laughs> mm. I've been there. We've all been there. It's a nightmare. <laughs> been there, done that. Rip the jean. <laughs> uh, brushing your teeth and then uh, biting into an orange. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh man. Uh, that was the first thing I thought of was like brushing your teeth in orange juice. And it's yeah. why is uh, it? That's, it's the worst flavor ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the stuff that nightmares are made of. 
Uh, so two two normal things. You put them back to back, and they're weird together. Um, uh, I, I think we kind of covered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I can't think of uh, any more. And two mm. weird things. What do you think, listeners? What did yeah. you? Because I'm yeah, I'm having a hard time. This is this is also candidly been a long night. <laughs> yes, we've been talking Absolutely. for like one, two, the five and a half hours almost. <laughs> uh, you know, in inter- different intervals. Um, yeah, weird things back to back. I mean, it, well, I mean, listen. I, the, the problem is, is I think there's a there's a difference between like weird because like you pick two random things like it would be weird to have like a bottle of water and then a pile of rocks or something like that like you can pick two completely unrelated things and it doesn't you know yeah fine but you know it doesn't Wait. have the same effect as yes punching somebody in the face and then preaching in front of a church Yeah, I was gonna go with tear gassing somebody, and then no, uh, we can't do holding that. up a Bible. Yeah. Tear gassing somebody's not normal, so I can't, no, I can't really. No, it's say not that. a normal thing you can do. How about, the, point, the point is well taken. How about answering a question about getting superpowers from being governor of a state, mm-hmm. and then answering a question about redlining immediately after? <laughs> yeah. If you get political in this in this joint, how about uh, praising the Lord and then passing the ammunition? <laughs> hmm? Hmm? Unrelated. Um, yeah, there's a lot, but but I, I'd be willing to think that the listeners can can provide us with some good ones. So hit us up at Brose uh, Brose underscore podcast on Twitter or at Brose podcast on Facebook if you have some ideas. Two unrelated things, completely normal, but you put them back to back, and it suddenly becomes uh, yeah, the official way to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. What are you going to do? How many questions? Hating on socialism and then spending your stimulus check. Oh, boy. (laughs) See, I argue that's actually (laughs) as libertarian. That was a joke. I know that was a joke. But I would argue that's as libertarian a thing you can do is taking your money back from the government and then spending it on something else. (laughs) You're taking back what's rightfully yours from Uncle Sam. Taxation is theft. Hashtag. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We got two left. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> All right. If someone asks you, if someone asked to be your apprentice and learn all that you know, what would you teach them? Also, donate to the NAAC, uh, NAAC Legal Defense and Education Fund. Uh, so if you were the apprentice, so that's a great, the, the NAACP Education Fund, did you say? Uh, NAAC, I feel like we're missing a P, uh, Legal Defense and Education Fund. And the is probably right. We will confirm that. And again, we'll be putting all these links in each of the uh, the posts that we put up. See, but the question so is: you be- if you had an pr- apprentice that wanted to learn all that you know, what would you teach them? Oh man, I thought it was the other way around. I was going to be like, I want to be Prince's apprentice, <laughs> like and just learn everything he knows about music. So who would? So what would you teach somebody who wanted to be your apprentice? I'm going to teach him some fucking math. You fucking ingrate! <laughs> <laughs> Play the hits, baby. <laughs> teach him about uh, having uh, Muppet tattoos on my back. <laughs> There's so many lessons you can draw from that. Here's what you do: you put you put two Muppets, you have them having sex, and you put them on your back. <laughs> no, you you, you got to get your beaker tattoo and your two bunsens. 
Here we go. Uh, Sean, save this question. Uh, what uh, what would you have somebody learn from you as their as the apprentice to as you? My apprentice. Yeah, I would how to say have two dicks. How to have two dicks? <laughs> Just playing and, the hits, baby. And the uh, all of all of the, uh, the, the 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 struggles that come with it. That's what struggles. I would teach them. Just can't find a pair of pants that fits. No, where do you go left or right or both? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. So stupid. Uh, (laughs) If you had told me so, so full candidly, if you had told me in October 2018 when we started this podcast that we'd still be doing it in June 2020, I would have called bullshit. If you had told me that we kept the same dick joke going for that same amount of time, I would have 100% believed you. Yeah. We we've actually like we we put that on the on the shelf. We it hasn't been referenced a lot in uh in I guess quote season 2 or year 2. But yeah. just had to bring it back after the 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 intenseness of this night to just lighten the mood for us a little bit. I, I'm pretty pretty sure, balls. I'm pretty sure it comes up once a session. Still, it absolutely I, does. I, we, I, we may not dwell on it for very long, but yeah. it still comes up. It comes. Minimum it comes once a I think it's just like a ghost in the night. It just like it's a whisper, mm-hmm. and then it, we move on. Like it's, but it's so commonplace now. You just kind of don't register it. But I was listening to last <laughs> sessions, and we talked about it. So it happens like all the freaking. We did. Yeah, we did. Why did we yeah, talk about it? You brought it up. I don't remember towards the end. We're always yeah. like it always just comes up, but again, it just it's a whisper. It's just like boom. It's like two dicks. Move on. <laughs> I never told anybody about this, but the actual reason I left my last job was I was actually fired because during my performance review, I said, "So, how many dicks do you expect me to have in the coming quarter?" <laughs> and uh, she didn't. Uh, my boss didn't appreciate it that much. So, uh, so yeah, out the door I went. Um, what would I have somebody be my apprentice for? Um, you know, obviously, you know, if I have. The first thing that comes to mind is how to appreciate jazz. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. But if we're being honest, I teach them how to make the best goddamn boneless chicken uh, bite that that has been made on God's green earth. I I figured it out, guys. Pancakes. No, I, I I will never claim to have made the perfect pancake because that that that's always that's a that's a that pancakes are like a an exercise in self-improvement but i think i have officially perfected the boneless fried chicken nugget um cup cup of flour all-purpose flour cup of cornstarch that's how you get the crispiness on the outside uh you know an appropriate mix you know it's it's to your liking but i go heavy on the seasonings in this one so the salt the paprika the garlic salt the onion salt um you, you deep fry it in in oil that you have used previously, you have to use pre-used oil. You have to have fried chicken before and use that same oil again because you use fresh oil that gets that weird oily taste on the buffalo on the on the boneless chicken wings. You need to use oil that's been used before. It eliminates the oily taste, leaves only the chicken. Mm-hmm. And you bread it first in the cornstarch flour uh, spices mix, then dip it in egg which the egg, of course, is mixed with buttermilk, 
pickle juice, and just a spritz of hot sauce as well uh, to go with your egg mixture. So you dip it in the flour mixture, then you dip it in the egg mixture, you let the excess drip off, and then you dip it back in the flour mixture. <laughs> and then you get the double breaded buffalo chicken bite, and you put it right in your Dutch oven or your deep fryer, and you let it fry in your pre-used oil for five to seven minutes, stirring occasionally. And then you if you if you feel so inclined, you can craft up some buffalo sauce as well. You can use your own buffalo sauce recipe if you like. I usually use a stick of butter, about three quarters of a cup of hot sauce, about one and a half tablespoons of vinegar, uh, and and a touch each of Worcestershire sauce, paprika, garlic salt, and onion or garlic powder and onion powder. You mix all that together. You pull the chicken, the buffalo chicken bites out of the oil. You put it on a drying rack. Let it sit there. Let the excess oil drip off. You don't want excess anything on these buffalo bites. You want the (laughs) just right amount. Let the excess oil drip off. Let it air out for about two minutes. And then if you feel so inclined, you run it around in your amazing buffalo sauce. And then you let that drip dry on your drying rack for about two minutes. And then you consume. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. You've gotten the full apprenticeship experience, ladies and gentlemen. I, I feel I have nothing left to teach you. <laughs> uh, Tim, are you going to apprentice somebody to make uh, the best scrambled eggs? No, because I don't even want to do that. <laughs> Just because I can't doesn't mean I want to. <laughs> Tim, does, uh, it, Tim is cursed with knowing how to make phenomenal scrambled eggs, but actually hating the taste of scrambled eggs. I fucking hate them so much. <laughs> yeah. Real uh, curse right there. Yeah, honestly, it would either be that or like, so here's why you have a Phillips head screwdriver, and here's why <laughs> torque wrenches are mostly useless. <laughs> <laughs> Tim is the uh, the whatever it was. I don't know if it's Geico or Progressive, but it's over the commercial where it's like you're turning into your dad as soon as you acquire a home, uh, or as soon as you acquire your own residence of any sort. Like you, you, Tim has been turning into like stereotypical. What's that noise? Your this dad. floorboard was squeaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now look, Tim's speaking on speakerphone in the middle of the store. Should he be doing that? <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm able to do things for myself. Nah, man, independence is is bad. Don't be independent. Okay. Uh, any other apprenticeships, or shall we move on to what um, I believe is our final question? Sean? I think I think were I to have someone apprentice under me, it would be how to be mediocre at so many things. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a that's John of thing. all trades and a master of none. Exactly. I'm just pretty good at a ton of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my, I get to a certain point in everything I do and I'm like, eh, I'm good enough to have fun while I'm doing this. And then I move on to the next thing. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Done. Uh, Tim, what is our last question? Our last question is leopard print. Yes or no? Also, Act Blue has made it possible to split a donation between 70 plus community bail funds, mutual aid funds, and racial justice organizers. Donate here. Mm. But back to the question leopard print, yeah or nah? Uh, no. You should be able to wear whatever you like. You do it's you, boo boo. The thing print. about that is that you're wrong. Um, the, the leopard print. Is absolutely off limits. I've never said. I'll put it this way: above the waist, 
Yes. Anything below the waist leopard print off the table. Banned by by the United Nations. Done. <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on board agree. with this decree. I can agree with that. Yeah. I, well, I think it's unless it's 1986. Mm-hmm. I think you're. I think the below below your navel. It you should you should any kind of print like that. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't shouldn't really make an appearance. And and not necessarily to make it exclusively gender, but I believe I I, I believe. In general, women can pull this off, and I don't think your stereotypical heterosexual male uh, it, it can, can make leopard print work most anywhere on their body. Mm. Uh, but 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 as a general rule, I would say below the waist is a, is a no go for sure. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Leopard print is not not a good choice. Um. Yeah, don't excuse me out a little bit. Just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would add the caveat that if you, if it makes you feel good, wear it a hundred percent. Like if you feel, if you feel confident Mm -hmm. and like you're crushing it, live your life. But sure, for for the vast majority of people, maybe don't. I think it's also hard. I might just be bad at dressing myself, but it's very difficult to match patterns. I think. You know what I mean? That that, that specific pattern, well, I think, there's only so much you match to go with the pattern. Yeah, usually it's black. That's just the easiest way to match leopard print. Or like, yeah, because tan, mm-hmm. it's just like you look like you're wearing all the same color almost, and that's just weird. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, so, some of leopard print just seems it, it the. The idea of leopard print just seems like like screams like low budget porno to me, mm-hmm. and I, I just nah, it just doesn't do it for me. Like, like I said, the the underlying current of most things that we give as far as uh, fashion or or taste opinions here on the Brose podcast is listen, if you're happy with it, do it do it for yourself. Uh, I I don't understand why it would make you feel good, but if it makes you <laughs> feel good, I, who who am I to judge? Yeah, mm-hmm. I yep. agree. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, what you gonna do? <laughs> you do? When, it, when it comes to leopard print, you just uh, what are you gonna do? Sean with a very slight Barack Obama affectation there. The, 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 the cadence specifically, like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Because at the end of the day, what are you gonna do? There's <laughs> a country. It is. This is what it is. <laughs> anyway, not that anybody was clamoring for my Barack Obama impression. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's all we have, though, right, Tim? Yeah. See. All right. Uh, once again, unless you guys have any objections, I think we're good to to wrap this bad boy up without a hot take. I think uh, so. May or may not bring this segment back uh, in the next couple of episodes, but for now, I think uh, we let we let this one uh, sit for what it is. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I would. I would like to end by telling everyone listening to stay safe, whether yep. it be from the pandemic or if you're going out and protesting. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we love you. Stay classy, mm-hmm. and don't forget to love each other. Exactly. From six feet apart. Uh, no, <laughs> legitimately, please. Yeah, it's it's. I can throw a bunch of cliches out there, but honestly, like things kind of suck right now. Things are not always going to suck, um, but just you know, find find solace in the little silver linings that you can uh, for the next couple of weeks without 
completely losing sight of of the main goals of of trying to make make this world a better place. Um, that's all. And, and uh, this episode was a little bit lighter than the other two, so we didn't really get a chance to bring it up in the other two. Happy Pride Month, everybody! Oh yeah, that's a guy. Excellent, excellent, excellent pick. Mm-hmm. Um, easy way to pick up on that. Um. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, Sean, if people want to find you on Twitter, where can they find you? At hey, it's SOB. How about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. And for you, Tim. At hey, it's Tim R. Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> hey! And you can follow me on Twitter at hey, it's M. Casnell. That's M K A S Z N E L. The podcast, as always, is available on Twitter at brose underscore podcast and on Facebook at brose podcast. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, go and subscribe to our podcast anywhere five podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And leave us a five star rating and review, or we'll be very sad special thanks as always to mary o'brien for compiling our questions huge thanks for for uh, especially for the last couple of episodes uh, where she she injected uh the appropriate mix of, of levity with the the serious topics and and also brought some great causes to light uh that we will continue to promote on our on our social media platforms so big thanks to her as always shannon vogel uh huge thanks for designing our world famous logo which you can find uh her work you can find her logo on our on our podcast it's there like you just, you just look at a little picture in the corner of your iphone or anything like that there it is the little pink one and you can look at the four of us and be like hey look at them uh <laughs> and uh but you can find her other work uh because apparently she just she did stuff aside from our logo for some what? reason uh mm-hmm. you can you can find that on shannon vogel photography on facebook or on etsy.com if you'd like to purchase her wares and our theme music is when by steven siebert and you can find his work at the free music archive uh rich what's going on with your other podcast uh check out podquest it's a, a nerdy round table where we talk about the news and stuff uh i got some uh, previous misinformation and said that we would have been talking about last of us uh at the oh. end of last session uh we'll actually be talking about it this week mm-hmm. um it, it it the release date got delayed but google had it wrong so it came out on the 19th we should be talking about it on the 24th when we record mm. I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with my buddy Eddie Provident. We talk about sports uh, primarily related to Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Um, Again, no sports going on right now unless something drastic changes between uh, now and the time this podcast uh, releases. Um, But we do discuss a couple of evergreen topics, such as our favorite players from every Major League Baseball team and every National Basketball Association team. Um, Talk about when sports are going to be getting up off the ground. And just to seal PodQuest Funder, we also do a whole 30-minute segment on The Last of Us 2 for some reason. (laughs) Um, Just just to undercut them for for, for whatever reason. I see how it is. (laughs) Uh, Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. (laughs) That's a 12:30 moo if I've ever heard one. (laughs) My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid. (laughs) Don't tell me how to live my life. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.